Okay, uh, I think we're good. Levels look right. good. Levels Check. toast. Ooh. Check one. Check two. Little high. Get Check in. three. That's good. Cinnamon That's good. buns. Cinnamon buns. Cinnamon toast crunch. Okay. <laughs> Alright, you ready? Yes. Here we go. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine and I'm the Director of Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia and I'm the Youth Minister. And I'm Jackie Pippin and I'm the Digital Resource Curator. And I'm back. <laughs> yeah, you are. I was only gone for one week. Um, we missed you. By popular demand. Yeah. By popular demand I came back. Yeah, you know that song <laughs> Formation by Beyonce where he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Yeah. By yeah. popular demand. Right. We have a Beyonce yeah. cutout for those uh, uh, who don't know uh, uh, in uh, uh, this office. Uh, 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 and uh, it's because uh, David's the director of uh, formation. Yeah. Get it? She watches over every podcast. She's right there. Uh, like every week, we're going to start our uh, podcasts off with our favorite segment, our favorite opening silly segment. The time every week when we... Find the similarities, similarities and differences between the nation of Japan, where Jackie lives, and my son, who is now almost three months old. What a guy. George Tremaine. A, seg- we, a segment we like to call George Pan Venn Diagram. So I think, Maya, do you have the Japan fact yeah, for this so week? Yeah, so Japan is a very geologically treacherous zone. It is has almost a thousand tremors a day because of the um, tectonic activity on on in Japan, and uh, yeah, it shakes a lot. So, David, a lot like, of tremors. You could even call them quivers. <laughs> Geological quivers. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Well, funny you should say that, because mm-hmm. ever since George was born, uh, I think this is a like a baby reflex that other babies other babies do too but it doesn't it's not dependent on him being cold or tired or anything he just every once in a while randomly his lower jaw quivers so his chin quivers so he has like a chin quiver that's like japan does really cute so Uh. george has this kind of random quivering of his lip Mm -hmm. and japan has kind of a random quivering of its tectonic plates is that correct? Mm, I mean, it's not yes. particularly random, but, but yes. Yeah, and it's a lot less cute when it's in Japan, but yeah. Okay, well, so we're going to throw it to the judges, and we've got two, three, three thumbs up. So that is a similarity <laughs> between George and the country of Japan. They're rolling their eyes. Wow. So we really is, I mean, this is how many weeks in a row has everybody won? This is like a really long winning streak. I know. Maybe Someone throws weeks. a party. So, uh, if you're listening at home, you get um, 47 uh, smiley faces. Congratulations. <laughs> That's a completely arbitrary number. <laughs> what would you even do with that many smiley faces? Well, if you get 50 smiley faces, is a gold star. So, that's what everybody's working towards. Right. That's what we all want to achieve. Um, all right. Well, that has been this week's segment of George Pan Venn Diagram. We hope you tune in next week for our next week's segment of George Pan Venn Diagram. And now we're going to get to the gospel. So like every week, our Faith to Go 
podcast is here for you to help you get ready for all of your faith discussions that you're going to have throughout this week using the Faith to Go resources, which, like every week, are based on the gospel for this Sunday, uh, October 14th. Uh, you can find all of those resources at www.myfaithtogo.org, and you can also sign up on the website for a weekly email that contains all of these resources. So before we get into it and each highlight one point that we hope you take into your discussions, Jackie is going to read the gospel for us. Mark ten seventeen through 31. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things since my youth. Jesus, looking down at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children, and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. So this is... doozy. That was a long one. And this is a really long... There's so much in this gospel, and so we're going to do our best to each just highlight one thing, but there's probably ten things we could talk about just in these uh, 14 verses. So um, just to give you some context, this is the reading, this is the, the story right after last week's reading uh, about divorce and Jesus blessing the little children. This is in Mark chapter 10, and there's 16 chapters in Mark, so there's only a few more stories before Jesus enters Jerusalem. Um, so I am going to take the first point. Um, the thing that I wanted to highlight is this part at the beginning of the gospel uh, where this guy comes to Jesus and, as Jesus is about to set off on a journey and he kneels, he runs up to him, very urgent, and he kneels down in front of him um, and asks him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus gives him this long, this, this list of six of the Ten Commandments. And he says, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. And this is the part that I wanted to highlight. Jesus, have, Jesus look, looking at him, loved him. 
and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. And so I just, I really love just that one phrase. Um, Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Because I th- I think that the tendency is to uh, want to f- want to make this into kind of like a shaming tool for, I don't know, people who have too many possessions or for people who uh, think they're doing the right thing but aren't or this way of like Jesus bringing like, I don't know, shaming this guy or bringing him down to earth in some way or cutting kind of like cutting his legs out from under him and making him feel bad. But that's clearly not Jesus's purpose. And it's, it seems to me that the gospel saying that Jesus looking at him loved him is this indication that what Jesus loves is not this guy's ability to either hold on to his possessions or to sell them. But just in asking the question, Jesus loves him. Just in struggling with his spirituality and just in struggling with his faith and his beliefs, Jesus loves him because of his struggle. Jesus loves him in and through his struggling to learn more and to go deeper um, and to really continue to ask questions because what this guy says is, I've kept all the commandments. You know, it, as, as far as this guy knows, he's done all the things that he needs to do. And it, and it therefore takes a certain amount of his own faith and his own willingness to be uncertain and his own willingness to to look for more and to look for more answers and to, and ask deeper questions to even approach Jesus with this question. Because why would what would lead him to not believe that having kept all of the 10 commandments he would not inherit eternal life, you know? It's like he has this this intuition that there's something more to this whole thing and goes to Jesus with this question. And so I think I just love that idea that that we are that that we are loved not because of our ability to get it right, not because of our, of our ability to know everything, not because of our ability to do all the things that we're supposed to do, but because of our ability to continue to ask questions, to continue to struggle, to continue to live into the uncertainty of, our, of ourselves and the world around us and of God and of our own spirituality. And to continue going out and and seeking wisdom and continue to seek depth and going wanting to go deeper in ourselves and in relationship to one another. So just this idea that um, Jesus looking at, at this guy who is struggling and doing his best and wanting to know more, uh, not trying to shame him or knock him down, but just loving him in and through that process of questioning and being frustrated and and having a hard time and uh and then giving him this answer that the guy's not very happy with um but jesus loves him in and through just the fact that he is is on the on the path and walking so ultimately we don't know if he ever did do those things but jesus loved him anyway so that kind of leads into my point which is just talking about the whole um, a rich man going into heaven type deal because I, like David had said, I think it is often used to either shame people that have too many possessions or people that are too attached to their possessions. And I'm certainly guilty of that. 
Um, you know, but then I think about how many of us would be really willing to not just not be rich, but to give up absolutely everything, as Jesus is saying, to give up, you know, your home, all your possessions, all of them. Um, I can't really think of many at all. And so um, that kind of puts me in check because I could denounce, you know, just rich people for not caring, but I'm I'm not cause I'm not entirely willing all the time to do what Jesus is saying. So I think that puts me in check. But I think what he's really saying is not to use money as an idol, which I think is oftentimes like the case in America, where it's you're put you're holding on to this money so much that it becomes you become almost like a servant to it. Um, that if you lost that money versus you giving it away, that would be your ruin where you would not, you're so attached to this money that you're not thinking about other things. But if you just surrender all these possessions, they don't really have control over you. Um, And obviously that's a lot easier said than done. And not only do they not have control over you, but you will get them back in a different way. So um, um, if I'm just so focused, because he talks about brothers and sisters and stuff as well, not just uh, material possessions. But he's talking about, you know, if I think that the only people that are good and that I want to associate with are, like, my tribe, so it's my, my associates, my friends, and my family, then I'm limiting myself from if I were to drop down those barriers and then I have so many more brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and my tribe expands a hundredfold, mm-hmm. a millionfold, you know? Mm-hmm. And how we miss out from those those kinds of experiences when we kind of isolate ourselves and what we think, you know, if we're better than someone else, uh, we section ourselves off and cut ourselves off from that. Um, and that speaks volumes. And, and, you know, it's difficult. He said, how hard is it for a rich man to enter heaven? I mean, it's difficult. Um, and when the disciples ask, hey, but we, we dropped everything and came to follow you. He's like kind of him saying what he talks about with the people leaving the brothers and the sisters and, and the fields. It's almost like, did you? Mm-hmm. How, and that calls us into question of like, when we think we've surrendered everything, have we really? Mm-hmm. Um, and to examine, you know, what we're being attached to, even when we think we're not. Yeah, because I think this is more, we get really focused on the money thing. And I think that it's a per, it's like a particular teaching about something more universal. So that it's, Jesus is using, there's we have this one episode of this rich person, of this person who has a lot of possessions. And clearly has a hard time with the idea of letting go of those possessions. And I think it's a particular episode that Jesus is using to to teach a universal truth, which is that like everybody has their one thing. Everybody's got their thing or maybe many things that they need to let go of for this person. It's money, but it could be anything. It could be material possessions, but it can only be, it could even be your own sense of needing to be right. It could be your, your feeling of needing to be the best. It could be your anger. It could be your sadness. It could be self obsession, anything. Yeah. And so I think it's, I think Jesus is, is trying to highlight the importance of relationship because the of the Ten Commandments, he lists six of them. And the six ones that he lists are the six that are specifically about relationships between people. 
so it's it's more like these are all like <clears throat> the whole the whole point of the commandments isn't for you to have a guideline to eternal life. It's that there is something etern there is some part of eternal life. There is something of the kingdom of heaven in being in relationship with one another and holding on to attach and having attachments to things and possessions and to all these other things that we get attached to hold us back from being in relationship right. of, of like holding things in common and to hold things in common. You have to be in relationship with people. Right. It's it, the, the more you have, the more possessions you have, the more attachments you have, the easier it is to isolate yourself and be away from everyone. You know, for fear of losing those things. Yeah, right. And so, and so, I think it's like so much about, like, like, like you said, Peter says, you know, we did all these things, like we gave up everything to follow you, and Jesus doesn't say, oh yeah, you're right. He says, no one who has left house or brother or sister, all these things, will not receive something back a hundredfold. It's like. You'll know if you've done this. You'll know if you've given up the thing. You'll know if you've started to let go of your attachments. You'll know if you've given up all these possessions, however you want to describe that. Baggage. When you start recognizing how you're receiving these things back a hundredfold. Everything you give away, you'll get back a hundredfold, but you'll get it back differently. Because you'll be getting it back in relationship with other people and not just by yourself. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so my point today comes from this uh, laundry list of <laughs> things that Jesus wants us to leave behind. Um, truly, I tell you, there's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake, for the sake of good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age. Um, and so obviously, mm-hmm. as the resident crazy plant lady of this podcast <laughs> going to talk about the I mean, field said it <laughs> um, and and this does this does really ring true for me this week because I have been we this week is our first week where the weather is hitting the high 40s and it is almost time for me to say goodbye to all of my plants on my balcony and I am so sad. <laughs> Um, you know, I have, I have raised these things from seeds and I have tended to them in my guest bedroom and I moved them outside and they have survived and they have survived four typhoons this summer. And, you know, I spend part of my day every day with them. Um, and now it's something that I have to let go. And I feel like, you know, I have put so much into these things. And Jesus is telling them, yes, you you have put so much into these things and they are important, but you also need to be willing to let them go and you need to be able to let them go so that there is room for me in your heart. Mm. And I think that that is hard, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to know that we're invested in things and we're invested in these possessions that we love and we're invested in these activities that give us joy and how can we be mindful when that is keeping us from Jesus and when that is filling up our heart so that we can't fill it with Jesus? Um, and so how do we recognize that? Yeah. Yeah. And this, and the, the, this, the interesting thing about the guy's question, the person, the person that came up to Jesus to start this whole conversation in the beginning, uh, interesting thing about his question is 
he asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Is like, how do, he's like asking, how can I gain another possession, which is eternal life? How can I possess eternal life for myself? And there's something about like that thing that you said, Jackie, of making room, giving, giving it away to make room is like, if I can let go of my feeling of having this possession that is mine, I can make room for the recognizing that actually this thing that I'm looking for can only be, can only exist in relationship with other people. Like there is no personal eternal life. There's no individual separate eternal life that this person can possess, that anyone can possess. All the things that we're searching for are only, only exist in relationship with one another and in relationship with God and with ourselves and in, and in seeking and serving Christ and other people. So, okay. Um, so that's our three points for this week. Um, number one was about, uh, Jesus's love for our seeking and our questioning and our uncertainty in our spiritual journey. Number two was about, um, letting go of our attachments to possessions, not just money, but whatever our, you know, thing is, it could be different things for different people. And the third thing was, uh, Jackie's about, you know, our investment in these things that we have and these possessions and things that we're attached to and how life-giving it can be to give them up, to make room for uh, God and to make room for Jesus and to make room, therefore, for relationship and eternal life. So having heard that discussion, Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything new this time through. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to them, Teacher, I have kept all of these since my youth. Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to the disciples, How hard will it be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. All right, that's our episode for this week. We'll be back in your podcast feed next week on October 21st. 
uh, with another Faith to Go podcast. Make sure you go and check out all of those Faith to Go resources that you can use at home with your family at uh, myfaithtogo.org. Check out our Instagram at Faith to Go and follow us. Make sure to rate and review this podcast to help other people find it and tell all your friends about it. But until next week, we say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.